Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Good afternoon, everybody. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer out this afternoon. It is Sam Schmitz, executive producer for The Rami Show, with you here for the hour before The Rami Show begins at 3 o'clock. Coming up this hour, we will get the latest on the Bucks from Bucks beat writer for The Athletic, Eric Name. Joined the guys in the Wendy's Big Show a couple days ago. We'll also hear from Jordy Nelson, former Packers wide receiver. If you guys missed that interview, that'll be coming up later on this hour. Also, we'll get the latest from our Green Bay football insider, Ryan Wood. He joined the Wendy's Big Show earlier today. In case you guys missed that, David Bakhtiari back at practice, et cetera, et cetera. Whitney Merciless signing with the Packers. We'll talk about that all with him coming up here. As mentioned before, Eric Name of The Athletic joined the guys in the Wendy's Big Show a couple days ago. It's been a while since we talked with names, so we did want to get his thoughts on the new on the offseason, the new players in the roster, whether it be Rodney Hood, Grayson Allen, all those guys. So without further ado, let's hear from Eric Name. Did you get a ring? <laughs> no. See? Told you. I didn't think he would. Yeah, but how does that work? I mean, beat riders don't normally get rings, do they, Eric? No, 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 no. Right. Not at all. Right. Are you going to go buy one for 10000 Eric? Uh, if if I had that type of change lying around, Sparky, maybe. Well, he can get that one for nine ninety nine. He's got that athletic money. I just figured he had it yeah. in a bank. Like, no problem. I got you. Athletic. If, some, if someone gave me one for free ninety nine, I'm in. Free yeah, right. Yeah, three, yeah, yeah, like three dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. Right, uh, Eric. Uh, let, let's talk about last night uh, and what that was like to be a part of and witness and the players and everything that that went around that last night. Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought it was really cool, right? Like, it's it's something that, <laughs> I mean, a number of people in Milwaukee probably thought they were never going to see. Yes. So, one getting to see one uh, was just kind of kind of amazing. And you know, I'm sure there were people lucky enough out there that were there in '71. And I mean, the hope would be that there's going to be another one next year, or two years, or three years, or however many years down the road. Um, but I just thought, you know, getting to see so many happy Milwaukeeans hang out and just get to see that was really cool. And I thought, you know, you get to see a guy like Herb Cole get a ring where, um, you know, the, the organization didn't have to give him a ring. Um, I mean, maybe it, the karmic gods would say you did have to give that man a ring um, for, for making sure that the team stayed in Milwaukee. Uh, make sure that the arena got built. So uh, I just thought it was cool to see him get a ring. And then obviously, you know, everyone has kind of gotten to be a part of Giannis's journey. And it's not always like that. Uh, sometimes, you know, you're bringing in uh, just a guy from who knows where, like if you're the Toronto Raptors, you have a guy like Kawhi Leonard who you knew for a year that came and then left and, and that was it. But Giannis has been, every Bucks fans guy. Everyone got to see him grow up. Everyone got to see him kind of go on this journey. So I think just for everyone to get that opportunity uh, and to to see it, it was just really cool. No, it really was. And I, and I would agree with you on the Stern to Cole. I mean, I mean, here's a guy that you know, had this team for a long, long time, owned it, could have sold it to anybody, kept it here in Milwaukee. Uh, I, I thought it was fitting uh, that he got one. I thought that was one of the biggest moments. The other biggest moment for me may not be about the ring, but I was like, man, how do I get me one of them sweat tops they got on? 
those are clean. Those, those are very clean. Um, I, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can pull off white and gold and manage to ironically keep it clean. Um, but yeah, it, it was, those, those, those were sharp. I like them. You didn't get one? Uh, no, man. No. Tell, tell Eric how much you spent for yours, Gary. I immediately went online on the Nike app and paid a hundred and fifty dollars mm-hmm. for it. No chance. That a boy, Gary. Right. That a boy. Yeah, right. No, I had no. to. One fifty for a sweatshirt. Now, no. I, now I got it for my son for his birthday, not for birthday, for Christmas. And you're right about white now that you just said that, because I know he's gonna waste ketchup on it or mustard. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's probably gonna happen. You're right. Hey, it, this this Bucks. It, it is white, white. Yeah, it is white, white. This Bucks team. Um, you know, I I think you watch the game and as a Bucks fan, you're like, oh man, this is amazing. But the the thing that really makes it as good as it was is, I don't know if you could really tell watching on TV or whatever. It just feels like there's more of a sense of confidence uh, within this group, maybe than there has been in years past. Right away to start this season, I, I think winning that championship kind of just puts you in a different mindset once you've done it. Yeah, it's it's been kind of unusual for me to watch because, um, you know, as someone who's covered the Milwaukee Bucks, I don't know what championship swagger looks like. Right. Uh, but whatever it does look like, I think was on full display last night because uh, we've seen it throughout the preseason where just about everyone that is is returning from last year feels a level of confidence, feels like they know where they need to be, and not just like on the floor or what, what that might mean, like just emotionally and mentally and everything that, everything that they need at this moment, they know that they have, or they can handle. Like it it, it is really just impressive to see a guy like Giannis go out there and just get to his mid range jumper and just say, yeah, this is, this is the shot that I want. And he didn't even have the best shooting night last night, but there is uh, just a level of confidence where he knows that he can back somebody down and get to their spot. You know, Chris Middleton is someone that's always he kind of good. had that, but it's it's not always, you know, there's nights where Chris knows how to get to his spots and then misses a bunch of shots. That ain't happening right now. Like, no. he, he, he's just getting to his spots and doing whatever he wants. Uh, I mean, even if you go as far down the roster as Pat Connaughton, right? 20 points last night, that's, I think the third time he scored 20 as a buck, that's uh, his buck's high as 20. Uh, he looked like, I mean, he was everywhere. Every time there was a, an open drive that the Nets stepped up and stopped at the rim, oh, look at that. There's Pat Connaughton streaking down the lane, and he's about to get a dunk. Or, I mean, he even trained with one for himself last night. He split a double team last night. Sure Pat did. Connaughton off the dribble. Yep. Split a double team, got all the way to the rack and laid it in with his right hand. That is not something Pat Connaughton has done. Uh, that, that is not how this goes. And yet, here on opening night, you're seeing 20 points from Pat Connaughton, and he's doing that. And and then, I mean, a guy like Jordan Wara. There we go. 15 points, six rebounds last night in 27 minutes. Uh, I mean, if he doesn't play the final three minutes, like garbage time, maybe it looks like 20 minutes, 24, somewhere in there. Um that's something that people have been clamoring for. Uh, it's something that, frankly, I didn't really expect. And he had a block. The the Bucks have a, a bunch of injuries right now, and it, that honestly, the block is is so interesting because after the game, Jordan War was like, "I was going to get punched on. Like I, I got in that spot, and I knew I was going to get punched on." and for those of you that don't know the vernacular, punch down means I'm going to get dunked on. That's right. Because Poster. Kevin Durant is going to go up and over the top of me, and I'm not a rim protector, and yet he gets the block. And to me, that was, hey, I have the confidence of this being my second year. I I know that I have to finish the possession. That that was really what he said. He was like, I thought I was going to get dunked on, but I knew I needed to finish that possession. And to me, to me, that speaks to kind of all of those things, right? The championship swagger, getting better, having this confidence where you're just going to go out and do the things that you need to do, and, and you have performances like that. So maybe it was a one-night blip, but, man, it's, 
it sure doesn't feel like it. It feels like this is just going to be a confident basketball team. Well, and yeah, I, I would agree with that. I was telling Steve, I, I like the addition of Grayson Allen. I thought last night he just tried to fit in. But I, I really like what he can bring to the table, what he can be for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, man. I mean, talking with people around the organization, um, we've seen in the last couple of years, when you get to play with Giannis and you get to play for Mike Budenholzer, there's always like one role player that has just an insane three-point shooting season. You know, a couple of years ago, it was George Hill shoots 51%. Last year, you have Bobby Porter at 46. Uh, I think Bryn Forbes at up around 50. Um, there's, there's like a real chance. Grayson Allen might shoot 45% from three and he might get up eight or nine threes a game. Because unlike Bryn Forbes, he's not going to be a specialist. He's he's not great defensively, but he's more than good enough uh, to stay on the floor. He had a strip on James Harden last night uh, that led to a Jordan War of three. Um, the, uh, everyone in the organization is really excited about how they believe he can not necessarily transform their offense, but just give them something on the floor all the time that is different than what they've had because, you know, Grayson was saying in, in the preseason that he is used to that guy can shoot, make sure you are on top of him. And when he's out there on the floor with Giannis, it is there's Giannis, make sure he doesn't get to the rim. And that means you're given a guy that has shot 39% from three, uh, a very respectable number uh, from the three point line for the last couple of years in Memphis open shots and if he's getting those open shots and he's getting good looks and he's getting Giannis and Bud yelling at him every time he doesn't shoot it, all of a sudden you have this confidence where, Hey man, this thing's going up. It's going in. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night he was just three of 10 from the three point line, all three or all 10 shots that he took were threes. Uh, but there's a little bit more in there. You know, he had six assists last night. He can yeah. move it a little bit off the bounce. Uh, I think he's going to have a really good year, and and I think you can see part of the reason why the Bucks wanted to to lock him up to that two year contract extension uh, the other day before the deadline. Let's talk about that quick. We only got a couple of minutes. What does that mean for DiVincenzo that long term? I think that was the immediate fan reaction of what does this mean for Dante? Yeah, I think it, it, it's something that we've tried to tell people throughout the preseason is that the the DiVincenzo injury is is going to keep him on the sideline for a while, that this isn't going to be a situation where Dante's back in a week or two. This is a situation where Dante's back in a month or two, maybe longer. Like this, this is going to hold out for a while. Um, and with that injury lingering over the conversation, there was just no way that the Bucks in, in DiVincenzo's camp were going to get together on a contract extension because, you know, Dante's people are going to be thinking, hey, he can make closer to – um, I mean, he's not going to make Michael Bridges' money, but he can make closer to that than he can to Grayson Allen money. And if that's the conversation you're having and the Bucks can't see you on the floor uh, and they don't know how you're going to recover, it's tough for them to sign up for that. So uh, I think Grayson Allen all along has been Dante DiVincenzo insurance, uh, and the insurance plan got a boost. Um, it, it was made even larger uh, by signing him up for that. So, I think it leads to a really interesting offseason for for Dante DiVincenzo. The Bucks will once again have restricted free agent rights on him. So uh, this could be a similar situation to when they had Malcolm Brogdon, and that turned into a sign-in trade. Uh, but this is also a spot where maybe they found a different guy to be their fifth starter, uh, and DiVincenzo isn't going to be that guy. But he's got to get back on the floor first, and I think more than anything, that's kind of what this says. I love these schedule makers. They gave the Bucks their uh, nemesis in the playoffs uh, right away off the bat, the Nets, and then game two is in Miami against the Heat. Good <laughs> God. Uh, yep, going to have some fun early in the season. Yep, that's tomorrow, so we'll be uh, talking about that. Uh, coming up on Friday. Eric, thanks so much for coming on. Always love following you. At Eric underscore name. Follow him at The Athletic. Eric, thank you. Appreciate it. Keep that sweatshirt clean, Gary, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I don't know if I can ever spend $150 on a white sweatshirt. I mean, those things were nice. Those Bucks championship hoodies slash pregame warm-ups that they were wearing on ring night. But, man, I mean, I, I, good for Gary, though. I'm just going to say that. That was Eric name. Uh, Bucks beat writer for The Athletic here on The Fan.
You join the guys on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience the state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Do want to remind you guys, Eric Name reported about an hour ago for tonight's matchup, Bucks versus Heat, that the Bucks will be without Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday due to that heel contusion. Also, same guys that were without the Bucks for game one against the Nets. No Shemi Ojale, no Rodney Hood, no Bobby Portis, no Dante DiVincenzo. So that is unfortunate, but hey, I think most, most Bucks fans would agree that as long as you got Giannis and Chris Middleton, your odds are still pretty good. All right, coming up next, we will get the latest from our Green Bay football insider, Ryan Wood, about Whitney Merciless, David Bakhtiari back at practice, and more. Once again, it is Sam Schmitz with you here on Sparky's Midday Madness. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back in, everybody. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. Sam Schmitz, executive producer for The Rami Show, here with you this hour. As mentioned before, that dude, as we like to call him on The Rami Show, Ryan Wood, the fan's Green Bay football insider, joined the Wendy's Big Show earlier this morning. You guys got to talk about what he thought about the Packers signing Whitney Merciless, Houston Texans defensive end, now with the Packers, Quentin Dunbar, cornerback that they signed a couple, like a week ago, now out. They talked to Ryan about that, David Bakhtiari back at practice, and more as we get ready for Packers versus Washington football team this week. Let's get the latest from our Green Bay football insider, Ryan Wood. It's time to find out the latest from Green Bay with Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. Brought to you by the Thomas Marola Law Offices. Divorce, child custody, and any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola. Online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. All right, time to get to our guy, Ryan Wood, on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider's hiring drivers right now. For more info, call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. How are we doing, Ryan Wood? You, you know, you, you've done a, a real a real problem for, for live radio. You left me speechless. <laughs> I don't know how I'm supposed to speak after that. I'm just kind of like I got this look of shock and horror on my face. Shock and horror. Because I called you Mr. Christmas, is that what did it? Is that what ruined it for you? That, 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 and and, and my, 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 Gary, Gary, we, we need to take Sparky out for like an intervention here. Like, <laughs> <we need> to... <laughs> what? It's on us, Gary. Yeah. Ryan Wood, at some point you're going to have to just come sit in, in the house and experience it. Experience what Christmas is key, meant to be. Key question. Do you already have this up in your house, or do you at least like wait until it's closer to December? November sixth, it will go up. November sixth. Normally, we do it. The, normally, it's the day after Halloween, but Halloween is a Sunday, and I'm not taking off work on Monday to do it. So, uh, it will be November sixth is the day it's going up. So Thanksgiving is not even in observance. You just eat the turkey, but it's it is Christmas season. Yes. as soon as Halloween's over, for sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. No, no question. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We just we 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 move on. We move on uh, to to the next thing. Uh, Packers they play all through the fall, winter, the whole deal. Uh, any concern? If you ask a player like Leroy, he just scoffs at this every time I I've brought it up over the last decade or whatever. But I, I bring it up every time. Uh, any concern uh, about? This game turning into what kind of the Saints game was, where it's uh, come in, we'll win, whatever, we'll be fine. Uh, especially knowing that it's a short week and you have to travel to take on the Arizona Cardinals on Thursday following this game. Well, I think that it it's less concerned since this has already happened, right? Like they 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 know now, they know better. You would you would think because they've they've learned the hard way. They lost to a Saints team that they they're better than. They're better than the Saints. And they lost by a lot because they overlooked them. So you would think that that wouldn't happen again. But this is absolutely – it's the proverbial trap game. And I understand that trap games are only trap games if you don't show up to play. And I think this Packers team is going to show up to play. And they're a be- much better team than Washington. But it's also that they've arrived at this very uh, peculiar part in their season, the same part in the season that all 32 teams arrive in, one week from today, they are playing at the Arizona Cardinals, which is, you can make an argument, the toughest task right now to do in the NFL is 
to have a long flight on a short week to Arizona to play in primetime against the only remaining NFL undefeated team. I don't know if it gets harder than that. I mean, that's about the toughest task that you've got, and that's one week from today. And, oh, by the way, they have to play another game before then. So that's why it's a trap game. But I, it's only a trap game if they don't show up. I think this team's going to show up because it's already seen what happens when it doesn't. You know, um, I ain't going to do this. hate doing this back when I play. But <laughs> I think it's harder, though, for athletes today because back when we played, we didn't have this social media stuff or whatever, right? And I don't know how much these guys are on Instagram or if they're on Twitter or if they're on Facebook. I, I don't know how much they're on it because most certainly on Twitter right now, I mean, I I was just looking at something the other day from Ben Fennell, and he's already tweeting out about this Arizona game. So, I mean, there, there's a lot of it out there. And so you would think that some of these players are on these social sites and they see this kind of stuff that it seeps in some sort of kind of way? I don't even think they have to see it. I mean, I, even without seeing it, they, they know it's coming, you know? Um, now here, here's, all right, here's, here's a, a quick story. The, the players might know. Matt LaFleur, he might just be living in his own universe. All right, so I, I okay. did a story on Matt LaFleur. Right, going okay. into Cincinnati a couple weeks ago. I sat down with him. And the very start of the conversation, we were talking, you know, small talk. And this is how it usually, you know, in a situation, setting like this, it usually starts this way, just small talk, not part of the story. But we're talking about, you know, traveling and the schedule. And he actually asked what was coming up past a couple weeks. He did not know the schedule past a couple weeks. I had to tell Matt LaFleur, yeah, in three weeks, this game's coming up. He didn't know. This guy, I mean, he. That was. I was shocked by that. It wasn't. It wasn't a front. It wasn't a show. It was right. just me and him there. This guy's laser focused. I mean, this guy. I think a lot of coaches are probably that way, but this guy especially. This guy's laser focused. And when he says it's all about Washington, it is all about Washington for him right now. He he delegates part of his staff like he does any other week to do some advanced prep. Right. I mean, that's that's common in this league. For him, he's the play caller. He's making the game plan he is all in on washington right now and i, I don't doubt that I, I think he absolutely is now the players we'll see uh, you know because that's a bit that's already it's a week from today that, that feels like a big game for, mm-hmm. for late october it, it feels like a big game i think it's going to be a lot of fascinated eyeballs around the league on that game uh, but yeah, they got to get they got to get through this one they got to muddle through washington and, and take care of business i think they will but it, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting setup. Here's why it's not a trap table, whatever y'all media people say. Here's why. Media people. Yeah. You're on radio, Leroy. I'm not media. It's the three of y'all. I'm, I'm not media. <laughs> you got to be really, really good for this to be a trap. With the roster that they ended the Chicago game with, with all those backups, special teamers, I mean, they. I mean, Justin Fields could have had if he'd hit some throws, it could have been a different ball game. If you look at the Pittsburgh game, if Ben Roethlisberger was on point, it could have been a different ball game. I mean, and we all know about Cincinnati. So this team is not in that space to where they look past anybody. I mean, they got to be on point. That's why Matt LaFleur is thinking that my team is not superior enough to look past anybody. With that being said, by the way, I think to me they're going to have to run the football Play good defense. Ben, don't break. Because, again, if you have guys out there that don't really know the system, I mean, I know they signed a young man, Whitney. What can you do with these guys in two or three weeks before you can get to after Arizona? Now you got 10 days to kind of rest up. But with all those new guys out there, I'm expecting mistakes this week. Yeah, you know, at some point you're just so injured that it takes a toll, right? And I think that yeah, you talk about yeah. the throws that Justin Fields had available to him and missed in Chicago. That A lot of those were against injured guys, or right. injury replacements, I should say. Right. So at some point it it makes a difference. To, to Gary's point, you know, the players, when you've got bottom-of-the-roster guys on the field, they can't afford to have a trap game. They're, they're playing exactly. for their job. <laughs> that's right. Like, like, and that's, that's the reality the team is in, too. There's yeah, a lot of backups yeah. on the field right now. Yeah. I mean, 
John Runyon Jr. is playing for his starting job every week, right? Lucas Patrick, who's probably going to be the center this week, he's playing for his starting job. Rasul Douglas, who I would imagine if Kevin King doesn't play, is, is going to be playing. You know, he's playing for his roster spot. Like these guys are playing for their jobs, so it does diminish the tra- You know, it, it was different week one when it was all top of the roster guys. Yes, and you know, yes. So that's a difference, but. No, I, I think as a whole, it, it's it's just one of those things where the, the Packers are a lot better. I mean, they've got Aaron Rodgers against Taylor Heineke. It's, it's big, big. And difference. they're five and one. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, talking with Ryan Wood at the Green Bay Press Gazette. Follow him on Twitter journalist. at by Ryan Wood. Yes, he yeah. wins lots and lots of awards. Well, y'all need to say his name right, man. Promote the man a little bit. Sorry. Go ahead. Name the awards he's won. Yeah, award-winning. Award-winning. Yeah. We're an award-winning show. That's why he's on the show. I'd be wanting you to say that, too, but yeah. sometimes you're match. too modest. Yeah, it's a good match. It's a very good Brag match. Brag a little bit. All right, so having that said, Ryan, what's your pick for this weekend's game? <laughs> I've got Packers. I don't know that they'll necessarily wipe the floor with them, but I I, I just don't see how Washington wins this game, to be honest with you. Um, it, it would... I mean, at least the Saints, they've, they've got Sean Payton. they got, you know, they got, they got a lot more talent. Um, I, I don't. Let's say Packers 30 to Washington 16. Let me ask you this real quick before we let you get going. I, I like that score. Uh, with the addition of the new linebacker, is it Marcellus or Marcellus? Marcellus. Is there some thought that maybe Zadarius may not be back or Preston Smith is hurt more than that we think that they are because now they went and picked up Jalen Smith and and this young man, both really oh, kind I of at the Whit- same position? I think Whitney Marcellus, and I don't know this, but just my read on it, that could be wrong, my read on it has way more to do with Preston Smith than Zadarius Smith. They already knew Zadarius Smith, he's, he's out long haul. I mean, okay. he might not get back this season. They, they, they've already – they have to be accounted for that possibility already. That didn't change. Mm-hmm. Preston Smith, his oblique, those obliques are tough. I mean, those are tricky injuries. They're very difficult to, uh, to get right. You've got to be careful with them because, you know, that's that soft tissue and you right. aggravate it. It's a huge deal. There. So there, I, I would predict, and I could be wrong, I would predict that Preston Smith misses his first game of his career this Sunday against Washington, the team that drafted him in the second round of 2015, he is 102 for 102 in his career. He has never missed a game. Mm. I would I would predict that Preston Smith misses this game against Washington. Again, I could be absolutely 100% wrong here. It's just a prediction. But that just just because of that oblique. So I, I, I think that for sure, Whitney Marcellus. And the other thing, too, even if they had Zadarius Smith and even if they had Preston Smith healthy, which they don't, but even if they did, they're still thin at outside linebacker. Because behind those two guys, they've got Rashawn Gary. And Jonathan Garvin has had some, some moments. Right. It flashed. But he's not yeah. Your, he, yeah, he's not your, your, your solid number four outside linebacker. And they really go three deep at the position when they're healthy. And the top two of those three are very likely not available. The one definitely not available. The other – very likely not available. So even with, I mean, I, it's it's a good pickup from that standpoint. The other thing, Whitney Marcellus, it's about as good as you can get on the outside linebacker open market in October. I mean, they, they not come available. So good on Brian Gutekinds for jumping on opportunity. Well, they got one other guy from the Texans, Devondre Campbell. They got another guy in Randall Cobb. I mean, they're doing pretty good taking uh, the guys they don't want from Houston to make him into something. So hopefully this will work the same way. Ryan, thanks so much for thanks, coming buddy. on, man. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, buddy. All right, take care. There he is, Ryan Wood, the fans, Green Bay football insider, also of the Green Bay Press-Gazette and PackersNews.com, joining the Wendy's Big Show earlier today. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe, and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of bankability, get started at GreatMidwestBank.com. Before we hit a break here, did want to give you guys a couple injury updates from Ryan Wood at Packers practice today. Darnell Savage returned to practice today, an important step in him clearing the concussion protocol. Also, another one of the Packers' secondary, Kevin King, practiced for the second straight day after dealing with a shoulder injury. That gives him a good chance to play for Sunday as well. Unfortunately, Preston Smith, Josh Myers, and Dennis Kelly all did not participate in practice. So hopefully 
We'll get another update tomorrow. A reminder, Ryan Wood joins the Rami Show every Friday at 445. So maybe we'll talk with him, get an injury update, and more tomorrow with him. Coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness, in case you guys missed it yesterday, we, we will hear the Wendy's Big Show's interview with former Packers wide receiver Jordy Nelson. We'll hear that next. Once again, this is Sam Schmitz filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer here on Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan. Welcome back in, everybody. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. Sam Schmitz in for Sparky, executive producer for The Rami Show. Also, just a quick reminder, coming up on The Rami Show today at 4 o'clock, we'll be talking with Ty Windish of the Eurostep Podcast, get his thoughts on Bucks and Nets, as well as tonight's matchup against the Miami Heat. Also, at 4.30, we'll be talking a little brews with Will Salmon of The Athletic, as we'll get his thoughts on Andy Haynes and the end of the playoffs for the Milwaukee Brewers. That's coming up once again on the Rami Show starting at 3 o'clock this afternoon. As mentioned before, in case you guys missed it yesterday, former Packers wide receiver Jordy Nelson joined the Wendy's Big Show. He had a lot to say. We, we of course, had to get his thoughts on Aaron Rodgers saying, I own you to Chicago Bears fans because that was just awesome. And, I mean, how can you not ask Jordy what he thought about that? Also, a lot of good insight on uh, his departure with the Green Bay Packers and maybe guys that he kind of wished that the Packers didn't let go, similar to what Rodgers was thinking this offseason. So without further ado, former Packers wide receiver Jordy Nelson joining the Wendy's Big Show yesterday. Yeah, coming to a uh, Sharp Literacy uh, event in Milwaukee um, to help raise money for Sharp and what they do for students and helping them get the, the needs necessary to be successful in the classroom um, and uh, post-school. Post so allow them to uh, help kids out, um, not only with materials, but allowing them to understand and um, learn uh, to their full potential throughout the uh, state of Wisconsin. Jordan, how did you get involved in that? How did that come about? Uh, just through people um, and an opportunity to come speak and um, kind of be, I guess, um, an attention grabber for people to come uh, sell tickets. Like I said, it's a fundraiser, so people can buy tickets to come to it. Um, apparently, they think I have something intelligent to say, so I'll have to make something up between now and then and make it worth their money. I mean, really, all people are just want to hear Aaron Rodgers' stories. Is that pretty much what happens? Tell us something funny yeah. about Aaron, Jordy. About Aaron? Yeah. Oh, no, when you go to these Where events, to be- isn't that what it is? Tell us about 12. Tell us about Aaron Rodgers, Jordy. That's what they want to hear. No, they want better things than that. <laughs> hey, what about Rodgers? Uh, what about Rodgers over the weekend with the Bears? The whole "I own you" thing. He says, "Oh, I blacked out. I don't even remember what I said or whatever." Uh, Tom Brady having some fun with it. I think you heard that on hold there before the break. Uh, what did you make of that whole thing? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's just good. Uh, good trash talk. And when um, I think he said it on the McAfee show, like. Fans who buy tickets think they can say whatever, but if they can't handle what might get said back to them, then uh, don't be a part of the game. So I think, it's, like you said, it was just in the moment. Um, there's truth in everything. That some, when something said, there's a tr- little bit of truth in all of it. And obviously he's been very successful um, with what he's accomplished over the last decade plus of playing in, in Chicago and versus Chicago. And um, I think uh, – I think what's something we all took pride in over the last 10, 15 years there with the organization, like he said, um, was kind of turning that rivalry around and uh, getting the Packers on top in the win-loss total. And Coach McCarthy, I think, always did a great job of explaining to everyone what this rivalry meant, not just to the players, but to the fans and the states and the communities. And it just adds a little bit more to it, but to have Green Bay, you know, I believe in the positive on the win, win-loss column is, is good. What do you make of this offseason, though, that the Packers had with, with Aaron Rodgers? Maybe they worked everything out by now. But were you ever upset about some players that they did or did not bring back that you thought had some more football left in them? Obviously, you were probably one of them. Um, I think we all had those conversations. Um, I think some of the guys that uh, – and I had a conversation with Coach McCarthy during one of our exit meetings was um, – not only like you have to have your, you know, your all pros, your pro bowlers, your high paid guys. But to me, a lot of these teams are made up of the middle guys. You can't just have the high expensive guys and then a bunch of rookies. Your depth becomes very short then. 
obviously we know injuries in the NFL are, are one of the very few guarantees there are. And um, sometimes I felt we got very short on a roster because we went from the, the top guys then all of a sudden down to a rookie. And we didn't have the guys in between that were making the five to $6 million a year range that um, are kind of the core of your special team can play multiple positions on offense or defense and just are extremely valuable. Um, and I think one of the biggest guys for me that really hurt us when they left was uh, Micah Hyde. Obviously we know the career he's had in Buffalo, but um, someone who could play every possible uh, secondary position, a guy that was on every special team and at the time was not going to cost that much in NFL talk of money to keep and a guy who wanted to stay. Um, so I think that's the conversations that we've had in locker rooms about guys who are willing to um, stay and be a part of it and just never getting truly the opportunity to have that um, was the disappointing part. How did it end with you then, Jordan? Did you want to stay one more year? Absolutely. I don't think anyone wants to leave, especially at that point in the time of their career. But mm-hmm. um, after having conversations with uh, – Brian and uh, how they felt going forward. Um, it was in my best interest to uh, go ahead and leave. So um, that's one reason after they had conversations with my agent, um, I wanted to go in and have conversations with them. That way I could hear it from, from the source and get a feel for how they were feeling, what they were feeling, what they were thinking. Cause I think everyone knows through a, through a middleman things will be said differently or, you know, if I tell you something and you go tell someone something, then I mean, it's human nature to say it in a different way. So um, I wanted to hear it from the source. And after having that conversation and how he felt uh, about me going into that year and any year following, uh, it was definitely laid out that it was time to go. Talking with former Packers wide receiver Jordy Nelson here on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, obviously, you had a lot of success in Green Bay, as has you know Donald Driver, Sterling Sharp, and so forth. Uh, and now Devontae Adams, uh, really probably considered to be the best wide receiver in the NFL. Talk about how good he really has become. Devontae is definitely taking it to another level. Um, it's been amazing to watch him grow over the years. Uh, a young guy extremely young guy when he came into a league and um, learning the ins and outs of the NFL and how it works, you know, Monday through Saturday and then being able to go perform on Sunday, um, understanding his body and what he needs to do to make sure he's uh, – his body's in the right frame and everything that he needs to be able to be successful for 16, now 17 games. Um, And then – the confidence level, I think, is always in there, but he's matching that now with his skill set, and um, he's unstoppable. It's, it's mind-blowing um, what he's able to go out and he did last year and what he's doing so far this year. You know, and it feels like this offense uh, under Matt LaFleur is kind of tailor-made for him. Can you talk about the difference between the McCarthy's offense and his Matt LaFleur offense? Um, I, it's hard to tell from where I'm sitting, to be honest with you, and not being able to watch a lot of the film. I think a lot more um, – I think LaFleur would love to get into more play action and the way they run the ball. Um, I think Coach McCarthy was getting into more punches and sacks and getting guys some free releases and stuff like that. So I think a lot of it's similar, um, especially what Aaron has carried over from his first, whatever, 10 years or whatever under Mike carried over into the floor's offense just to have some continuity between that of what Aaron liked. and um, But it's just being confident, comfortable in whatever you're doing. I don't think there's an offense that Devontae can't go and run and be successful in. And obviously when you have a receiver like that and a quarterback like Aaron, um, I mean, you can go run a high school offense and be successful. Talking with Jordy Nelson. One last one for you, Jordy. Uh, the Bucks get their championship rings uh, last night. They raised the banner, the whole deal. Talk about what that was like for you as an athlete, winning that Super Bowl and getting that championship ring. Uh, it was it was awesome winning the Super Bowl and uh, being a part of that and making all those memories and uh, still having those today. The disappointing part was it was during the lockout. So post-Super Bowl, we couldn't be around anyone. We weren't in the facility in the offseason. They had to make uh, kind of a special break for us that we could come back and do the ring ceremony, and I think it was in June or July. So um, at least we got to do that. But uh, 
yeah, to see them be able to get those, that ring, which was incredible and very creative. I watched some of it and read an article and all the different nuances to it. Uh, making it into a pendant is brilliant because there's not very many people that want to wear those big gaudy things. But to be able to switch it up and do that is, is pretty cool and unique. So um, it's a great experience. Um, I'm sure they're glad to have that and kind of have that uh, night, you know, kind of over with and ready for the season. And um, a lot of people think once you get one, you'll be satisfied. But that's not true. Once you get one, you know how fun it is and how cool it is. And you want another one probably more than you want the first one. Because sometimes you feel like the second one kind of justifies the first one. And, um, you know, even with us and just getting one, you'll hear a lot of people say, you know, they've never been back or was it a fluke or they just get hot at the right time. And so you, you want that second one just as bad. Check out Jordy Nelson. He'll be heading uh, to the Fister Hotel coming up on Monday, November 15th from 5 and to 8 uh, p.m. A novel event with Packers great Jordy Nelson, Super Bowl champion. Tickets for the event may be purchased online at sharpliteracy.org, sharpliteracy.org, or call 414-410-3204. And they're going to have a bunch of cool stuff, prizes, uh, uh, live auction. Some of the things up uh, to uh, include a day on Jordy Nelson's farm in Kansas, including travel. A Milwaukee Brewers opening day 22 experience for 20 guests. Milwaukee Bucks package and a private chef's table experience for 10 at Mason Street Grill. So want to be a part of that auction, too. What do I Again, do at the, the farm, Steve? What do I do in Kansas? Jordy, what, what, what does Gary get to do if he wins yeah, this? Yeah, the Kansas thing. It depends on the time of year you come down. Right now, I'm actually sitting in a combine talking to you. Dang. So we're combining soybeans right now. I was hoping you, I can still be heard fine. Yeah, I you're fine. You had to say something, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm cutting soybeans. My brother's out catching cattle. Uh, we'll be picking <laughs> corn here in a couple days. So uh, it all depends on the time of year you come. There's always something going on. We got any horses out there, Jordy? I want to ride some horses. We got some horses. My brother's got a bunch of horses. He's gotten into some rodeo and stuff, and uh, he's actually him and – Three other guys qualified to go to the Nationals uh, Ranch Rodeo. So uh, we definitely got horses, and if you want to try to rope something, we got that as well. <laughs> where, is the, where is the National Ranch Rodeo held? Amarillo, Texas. Amarillo. Makes sense. Yes. Makes sense, yeah. Uh, Jordy Nelson, thanks so much for coming on, man, and I uh, look forward to talking to you down the line. No problem. Thanks for having me. There he is, former Packers wide receiver Jordy Nelson, joining the guys on Wendy's Big Show yesterday. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe, and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. All right, once again, it is Sam Schmitz filling in for Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. I am the executive producer of The Rami Show, in case you guys don't know. Coming up next segment, Rami's going to join me for a little crosstalk, but do want to remind you guys, coming up today on our show, we'll have Ty Windish, the Eurostep podcast, at 4 o'clock, talk a little bucks, get his thoughts on opening night, as well as what he thinks tonight's matchup will have in store between the Bucks and the Miami Heat. Also, joining us at 4.30, we will be talking to Will Salmon of The Athletic. He covers the Brewers. We'll be talking to him about Andy Haynes getting let go, as well as his thoughts on how the playoffs kind of unraveled for the Brewers. That's coming up at 4.30. All right, once again, we'll be back right after this. Rami joins me next here on The Fan. Welcome back in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. Sam Schmitz, executive producer for The Rami Show, here with you in for Sparky. Joining me now, the one and only Rami Makhlouf. Actually, I'm not the one and only. <laughs> there's well, another, there's another Rami Makhlouf? Yeah, and he's caused me some issues. You never heard about that? Well, I, I mean, you're talking to a guy who has probably the most common name there's in a, all of America. There's a Rami Makhlouf who has uh, funded some, he's super rich, and has funded some very, very bad things that have oh. gone on in the Middle East. So, oh, jeez. And uh, it has landed me on a watch list. Oh, but I never heard that. I don't know. I couldn't get, I, I was living in an Airbnb like the first three weeks I moved to Minneapolis because... I couldn't get an apartment because I was on I was on a watch list because I have the same exact name as this guy. Wow. Yeah. Right. I feel bad so for you. So I'm not the one and only. I thought I I thought <laughs> I thought I had it rough as a kid when I was uh, in school and there would be like three different Sams in the same classroom. You then. see, but there there could be another like let's say there was a Sam Schmitz who did some bad things, right? Oh, there's a bunch. I mean, is that why you couldn't get the Twitter handle Rami Makoff? Because I can't get the Twitter handle Sam Schmitz because no. there's just so many. No, that's not why. Um, I just I just went with Rami as tweeting because I had Rami as. Burning at right. the time the Saturday show. 
Um, but let's say there was a Sam Schmitz who did some awful, awful things on the level of what my doppelganger did on the other side of the glass. They, you wouldn't land on a you wouldn't land on a watch list. No. They'd just be like, it's another white dude named Sam yeah. Schmitz. Yeah, <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I mean? That's how it is but, for us. But a Rami you know I mean? Ma- but a Rami Makloff, they're like, wait a minute, how many of these could there possibly be? Is this the one? Is this the one we're looking for? Oh, man. So <laughs> I'm sorry to bring that up. That's all right. But hey. I got like five good minutes of stand up material out of it. The old cliche, you learn something new every yes, day. Sir. Um, yes sir. So I was gonna talk to you about this Ben Simmons drama here, but we'll we're gonna save that for Isn't that hilarious. Yeah, it just gets worse so and worse. Funny. It just gets weirder and weirder I know, too. It's great. So we'll talk about that a little bit later on on the show. But I did want to bring this up because the guys on the big show were talking about this today. Since Halloween's right around the corner, mm-hmm. did want to get your thoughts. It's a very uh, Kim and Lavoy judgment question of the day as w- as we do. Okay. Yeah, very ask. Okay. So the guys wanted to know what, in your opinion, is the scariest movie you've ever seen. Now the oh. options we had on a poll were. Leroy, his scariest movie, in his opinion, was The Exorcist, which is a good one. That is a good one. Uh, I think Gary kind of agreed with him, too. But the options were The Exorcist, Friday the 13th, A Nightmare on Elm Street, or Other. See, the Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street things never really... Right. And and even, like, Halloween, the Michael Myers one, that never really scared me because those were, like... That's the, what I was saying. Those were, like, supernatural. Like, I, even at a young age, I was like, okay, this isn't something that could or would really happen. You know what I mean? The ones that... Sca- Exorcist is probably it because... The ones that scare me are the ones that are, you know, quote unquote, based on a true story or have some basis in reality on some level. You don't know what in it is real and what is not. But the fact that some of this stuff actually happened or people perceived it to happen, that that to me makes it all the more scarier. You know, it was a really scary one. Did you ever see The Omen? No. It was like this little kid. His name was Damien and he was like the devil incarnate. He was a little kid and he was going around like just often people and he he was the most terrifying little child that you've ever seen like throwing Jeez. people off of stairwells it was crazy it was insane and his mom knew he was crazy so they're like came to that they're not crazy but like possessed there came that moment where it was like this mom had to make that decision of like yeah i know my kid is the devil but he's also my kid you know <laughs> like oh man <laughs> right exactly choice is here. exactly but that's, exactly that's what i was saying about friday the 13th uh the halloween series and all that it's just like I never really was like too fearful. Like they're good, they're good movies. Like the original Halloween, sure. I'll watch that. Yeah, they're entertaining. Yeah, I'll watch it almost every year. But those, they're, they're like the Marvel movies, man. They just there's a new one every single year, right? And it yeah. kind of like loses a little bit of taste in the series. So that's what I was saying. I I I, I went with you know, the Exorcist and like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and all that. It's like, not a movie, but there's a really freaky series on Netflix called, called the uh, the Haunting on Hill House. Mm. That's supposedly also based on a true story, and it's just this family that moves into, like, they think they're moving into their dream home. You know, it's like this huge mansion in, like, this desolate area off off some coast, and then, like, one by one, everybody in the family starts going crazy, and they chalk it up to, you know, spirits in the house that have a, have a score to settle. But apparently it's, it's has some basis in reality, like this family that moved to this house and all sort of went crazy and were kind of picking each other off one by one. I'll have to check it out because I actually do like scary movies because I feel like, you know, in the current day we're living in, like everything's just being rebooted, everything's a spinoff and all that. Like scary movies are like kind of the only thing that can be original nowadays. I'm, well, I say that, but there's another, literally another Halloween movie in the theaters right now. I don't even know what the name of this one is. I know we talked about it, but it's already like it's out just, my brain. I think it's just Hallow. I think they just went back to just calling it Halloween. Oh no, you know what it is? What Halloween Kills? Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. But I'm not gonna watch it. I'll take your word for it. No, neither am I. Um, I know it's on that Peacock. Does anybody have Peacock? I know Bart does. Like the he has the paid version of Peacock or the free version because I have the free version, but you can't really watch anything with the free version. I think Bart has the paid version because he told Toby when the Olympics were going on mm. that he would give him his Peacock. Mm. Yeah, mm. he uh, made sure to repeat it multiple times as I just said it, uh, so he could watch the Olympics. Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton get their gold medal. There's a couple of shows on there I want to watch, but how many how, how many streaming services am I going to pay for? That's Sam? the thing. Like I got Disney Plus and you know Netflix. No, I'm I'm Ooh, good with those. Yeah. Like I, give me Star Wars and all that stuff. Like I'm set. Yeah, I'm good. I'm right. Good. Give me Star so, Wars, Marvel, Netflix, Hulu. I'm good. Normally, this would be the time where Sparky asks you what's coming up on our show. Yeah, but you know but, what's coming up on the show. Exactly. And um, for those listening, I usually give Rami his rundown. Before yeah, where is that thing, Sam? <laughs> Let's go. Chop, chop. 
currently on the printer. Hey, I had to host a show today. Things are a little different. Um, but I'll preview what's coming up today on the Rami Show. Yeah, we'll let be them know, about, Sammy. Let them we'll know. be talking about who and what is the identity of this Packers team coming up right at the top of the hour at 3 o'clock at 3.30. Uh, does letting P.J. Tucker – what do you think of like letting P.J. Tucker go now? And also we'll talk about where the Miami Heat stacks up in the rest of the Eastern Conference. Also at 4 o'clock, we'll be talking with Ty Windish of the Eurostep Podcast. Get his thoughts on Bucks Nets as well as Bucks and Miami Heat for tonight. Also at 4:30, Will Salmon, who covers the athletic for the or covers the Brewers for the Athletic, will join us. He had a piece about the firing of Andy Haynes yeah. and and how it, there are still problems that need to be fixed with this Brewers offense. It's a lot of what I was saying yesterday. That's why I wanted to get Will on today. Right. So we'll talk about that stuff with him at 4:30. Also, we'll hear from Matt Lafleur. Kenny Clark spoke today to the Packers media, so maybe we'll hear from Kenny. And uh, Rami, I know you didn't forget, but tonight mm-hmm. at the end of the show, we'll be doing the best segment that everybody oh, of always course. tunes yeah, into. Oh, of course. Yeah, everybody waits for. It's our Thursday night football picks. Football! Football! So, uh, Browns and Broncos. I almost forgot who they were playing tonight. <laughs> There's so many injuries tonight. We're going to talk about it later on today. Wow, look at that. My one pet peeve is that Sparky never allows us to start the show on time. And, and we're, we're late. We're look two minutes that. late. Look but, at that. So. All right, let's get it going. It's not the so Rami easy, Show. It? No, it's not. Rami Show coming up next here on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 